This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everybody. How are you today? Welcome to the Christmas Countdown podcast show spectacular extraordinaire <laughs> we are here episode seven eric peterson danny jordan how are you danny you know i let's let's get into it i am so in the christmas mood today big surprise because i feel like i say that to you every single time that we get together and talk but i don't know there is there is just some magic in the air it seems like pretty much everywhere you go right now Everybody's rolling out the Christmas vibes, and yes. because of that, I am I'm for it. I'm here for it. It feels like the rest of the world is catching up with our show and this Christmas countdown community that we're building. It's like everyone's like, oh, yeah, it is time to celebrate Christmas. Darn right, people. That's right. Get it together, and let's get it going, right? Get in the game, you know? It's get funny. in the game. My, get in the Christmas game. My brother uh, <laughs> just sent me uh, a meme today. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. He said... Uh, the war on Christmas cannot end until Christmas stops its illegal occupation of November. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I said, is, "Wait, and I is said, your brother a bah humbug? He's not a bah humbug, but he is a wait till after Thanksgiving." Or, oh uh, but gosh. I sent him back a meme uh, from uh, the movie Three Hundred that says, "No surrender, no retreat." And he said, <laughs> "You're really on the front lines of this one." And I said, "Yes, I am proudly." <laughs> so right. yes, you know, I think I, it's I don't true. know if it's a good. I don't know if it's a good front line to be on because you'd imagine <laughs> like you would hear us coming from many miles think, away. You'd yeah, hear those jingle, our, bells our jingle bells jangling. Give us away. It's not a great. bumping music. It's not a so great. loud. It'd be like, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> I think they're coming. I think the Christmasers are coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I think this was all put to bed recently. You know, someone posted on Twitter, and I know we shared it on our Instagram page uh, that yeah. someone said. No one's trying to get rid of Thanksgiving. Let's just totally. be clear. You know, November 1st through the 24th is Christmas. November right. 25th is Thanksgiving. Yep. November 26th through December 25th is Christmas. Exactly. It's pretty straightforward, right? Makes sense to me. Like, There's no Thanksgiving songs. You know what I mean? Like, no. There's no, like, roll out the Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> you know, like, there's no, there's no season of Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? That's a day. That's a day I to celebrate like, in a yes. season of Christmas. Yes, I feel like Thanksgiving is sort of like the toll that you have to pay to get to Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're, we're like driving yeah. on Christmas Road, we're driving yep. down uh, Holiday. You know, it's coming down Santa Claus Lane, yep. and Christmas is in in the distance. You and can then see the lights. On November twenty fifth, we yes, we come up to the toll booth, and it's like, hey, by the way, you got to get together and eat a ton of food uh, with family, some of which you like, some of which you don't, and give thanks for a bunch of stuff, and just pay this toll, and then for the next month, you just get to celebrate Christmas all the time. Right. And I feel like that's a pretty fair exchange. I think so. I think so. And I love Thanksgiving. I've never thought about it in that way, but I kind of like it. I think your analogy (laughs) is totally sound, and I I buy every part of it. I think that's that's really great. So tell me, Danny, how are we doing uh, in – speaking of, you know, as people are starting to catch up with us and what we're doing and and this Christmas Countdown community, how are are our numbers going? Are people downloading the show? Are they talking about us? Uh, Tell me the deets. Oh, my gosh, Eric. People people, I'll tell you all of the holiday deets um, because you asked so nicely. Please. The, the show is now in 
uh, I, I just counted right before we got on. We are in 78 countries we've been downloaded so far wow. all around the world. It's, wow. it's, it's mind-blowing to me every time I go in and I go, oh, my gosh. And sometimes I think, oh, this is a mistake. Somebody <laughs> in another country thought that they were getting something right. else, and then they they heard us go Mary, and they're like, nope, nope. Uh, and then, but we got, but we got like the number for it. But then I go to our social media, and I I've been receiving messages. Well, we've been receiving messages, but you know, spoiler alert: I'm usually the one who checks the Instagram. Yes. Eric's the one who runs TikTok, which is why there's no TikTok there. Um, <laughs> call him we'll out. About, wait, that's me. Call him. Oh wait, that's you. Uh, <laughs> But recently, we had somebody send us a DM, and we love seeing these DMs yes. uh, pop up on, on our Instagram and Twitter and, and anywhere else you choose to engage, or Facebook. We're receiving them everywhere, which is really exciting. But uh, someone named Janelle reached out to us, and Janelle says, hi, greetings from Kenya. Kenya? Because I, I, I saw Kenya pop up as one of our countries, and I thought, not that people don't get excited about Christmas elsewhere. I just, it was a country that I didn't necessarily, it wasn't, like, if you'd said, where do you think people will be listening? I would have guessed United States, the United sure. Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Germany, whatever. Sure. Um, but Kenya probably wouldn't have been one of the first ones I would have thought of. Well, I would have been wrong. And so so Janelle was so kind. She, she reached out to us. She said, greetings from Kenya. Was just listening to your most recent podcast and wanted to say hi from one of your international listeners. I'm a missionary out here. and I love nice. Christmas and living so far from family. Your podcast helps me to feel like I have a piece of home here in East Africa. I Aww. really, really love it. And I can't wait to hear more of your countdowns. And then far from family, your podcast helps me to feel like I have a piece of home here in East Africa. I really, really love it. And I can't wait to hear more of your countdowns. And then she went on to say, P.S. I lived in NYC for eight years before I moved to Kenya. And I saw Eric and loved him in Elf. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Janelle. We appreciate the love for our podcast. And Thanks for uh, seeing me and Elf as Buddy. Wasn't that cool? Elf. That is so is. nice. I love that. Free performance. Speaking of international listeners, we, we got another uh, message this week from someone named, I, I'm guessing it's Basil. Uh, their username on Instagram is bas.day. Cool. Uh, and it says, hey, guys, absolutely love your podcast. I didn't know doing a podcast about Christmas was a thing, <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to hear from other people who share the same love for Christmas as I do. Greetings from Spain slash France slash uk whoa so it sounds like basil is is bouncing around you know all around europe listening yeah. to uh, listening to our listening to our show so and then basil actually gave us a suggestion for a top 10 that i think we should do which is uh must do things at christmas time i love that that is a great right? suggestion for a list and and we right? definitely I think we're gonna have to we, do it yeah we we will definitely do that and this is a good time to tell our listeners if you have an idea for a top 10 countdown list that you would like to see Danny and I do, uh, please send it to us through our DMs, uh, through all the social outlets, uh, because we do have plans for uh, getting all the way to Christmas. Um, but we, uh, if there's a great list that supersedes something that we've come up with, we'll definitely do that, uh, because oh, yeah. uh, I think that we want to know what you guys want to hear from us. This is a community. Absolutely. It's not just the, it's not just the Danny and Eric Christmas experience. No. It's the Christmas countdown community. You are a, you are. I can't even speak. I'm so excited about Christmas. You all are part of this Christmas countdown you crew. You did it, as I Danny. Like to say to you people. said I did it. It's a Christmas miracle. You know, I, I blame it on my short frenulum. Um, Wait, that's what? a conversation for another time. What is a short frenulum? 
I was uh, going to just go with that, but I have no idea what you're talking you're like, about. You're like, yeah, I would blame it on that, too. <laughs> uh, well, quick bit of uh, anatomy for all the people out there who came to a Christmas podcast to learn about anatomy is I didn't know about frenulums. It's that thing, that like sort of tendon underneath your tongue. Uh-huh. And some people, their frenulum is closer to like the front of their tongue and it's shorter, which means they can't extend. Like I, it's really hard for me to get my tongue out of my mouth. Wow. Uh, and I didn't know that I had your a short tongue frenulum. Out? Eric, this is this is not a visual medium. This is this is a podcast. I, but I can see you right now, and I just want to know: Can you stick your tongue out? All right, his tongue that's is as out. As far as I can go, yeah. But that's as far as I like, and I am really working it. To, to I can't to believe that this did not come up in our discussion with Scott Schwartz and his tongue being stuck to the pole. Oh my, you guys, you, didn't, you, are you right. didn't talk about your short frenulum. I didn't want to steal his thunder. I mean, clearly, I could have never played <laughs> flick. And they're like, all right, Danny, we love you for the role. We just need you to stick your tongue out and attach to this ball. I'm like, guys, I got it. I got some bad news. Oh, God, he's frenulum. got a short frenulum. The Get one thing we said he couldn't have. Uh, but anyway, I found this out recently when our second daughter was born because every nurse and doctor who came in to look at her all commented on her frenulum. They're like, oh, she's tongue tied is what they call it. Okay. And so, so then obviously the, the lactation specialist was like, hey, Show me your tongue to my wife. And she goes, no, that's not you. And she goes, hey, you, show me your tongue. And then she goes, oh, well, she got her dad's tongue. She's passed down. I was like, what's the, You've passed what's down the, So I called my frenulum. mom. Yeah, I called my mom. I was like, did you know that I had a short frenulum? She goes, yeah, they mentioned it to me when you were born. Um, but they didn't think that it would be an issue. I said, well, maybe that would explain why I have difficulty saying some words, mom. Um, and she goes, well, I'm sorry, 39 years later. Uh, but anyway... Oh my, my mom's gosh. gonna love hearing that. Uh, sorry, mom. I love you. I <laughs> well, don't who, blame you. Well, where did you get your short frenulum, frenulum from? Did you get it from your mom or your dad? Uh, that's a great question, mom. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to ask her next time I see her. <laughs> it's great. This is great Christmas. This is great. This is Folks, so good. This is kind of like hanging out on Christmas after you've opened up all the gifts and you realize you're gonna hang out with these people for another six hours. Yeah. And you're like, well, what do I talk about? <laughs> well, I guess I'll talk about my frenulum. Got nothing else to talk about. Oh my about gosh, right that's now. so good though. And anyway, um, <laughs> what were we talking about before? We before were talking we about into... that we're in 78 countries. You gave oh us some shout gosh, outs yes. to some of our uh, uh, listeners who've sent uh, messages. Yes. Do you have any other uh, uh, listeners that we need to uh, give a, a, a hello and a Merry Christmas to? Yeah, I would love to uh, call out a couple people who have taken the time to not just rate us, but review us on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, very helpful. And and if you haven't done that yet and you are listening on Apple, or even if you're not listening on Apple and you're listening on Spotify, go to Apple, rate and review us. It does a lot in terms of boosting this show up when people are searching for Christmas-related content. It ensures that for our show pops algorithm. up a little bit higher, which means the algorithm is three plus three. <laughs> um, I don't know why I went for like the easiest math ever, <laughs> but it equals six. I, I do know what three plus three equals. You did it, Danny. <laughs> uh, but I did it again. I'm just crushing it this, You're this week sentences. on the show. You're saying sentences. You're doing simple math. I know math. I can raise a child. Um, so so leaving reviews actually does a lot for us and ensures this, this Christmas countdown community continues to grow. So I just wanted to you know call out a few people who took time over the last week to, to not only rate us, but leave us a review on Apple. Uh, one of those people is Stephanie X13. She says, uh, well, the, the title of the review is Best Podcast Ever. Whoa. Mm. That's that pretty us. much says it there. Best podcast you ever. You hear that, Joe Rogan? That's right. You hear that, Dax Shepard? Yeah, get out of here. on us. You got the Christmas Conan, Countdown show coming through. Conan O'Brien needs a new show. That's like right. It. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Danny and Eric are the best people, and they know how to put someone in the Christmas mood. I'm having the best time listening. They are lifting my holiday spirits to a whole new level. Thank you, and great job, you guys. Wow. Stephanie, Thank that you, was so Stephanie. sweet. Thank you, Stephanie. That's so nice right? of you. Thank you. Here's another one. This is from M. John R., and the title of this review is Christmas Feels. Uh, it says, Christmas Countdown Show is merry and bright. The podcast is fun, witty, emotional, and reverent to the Christmas spirit. The hosts have great chemistry, obviously, uh, and it provides feel-good moments, allowing you to reflect on what Christmas means to you. Well done. I love that. Is what, is what uh, M. John R. had to say. So if you uh, have not left us a review, please go and do so. We love hearing from you. It's really encouraging to us to not just be sitting in our garage or our basement or wherever we're sort of at in the world talking to each other on a computer screen to know that you all are listening and you're not just listening that you're enjoying. It, it means the world. So, so please uh, make sure you subscribe, rate and review and, and come follow us on social media. We're loving connecting with all of you and, and sharing all of this uh, fun, fun content um, with you all. Speaking, speaking of fun, yes, uh, Eric, I, I did something fun earlier today, actually, before we, before we jumped on, what'd you do? Uh, I, I climbed on a ladder and I rose such a, a clatter ladder company, and I went up into my rafters and pulled down all of our interior and exterior Christmas decorations. Yes. It's happening. Yes. 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 Right? Um, it's can a thrilling I time. I did yes, mine please. Uh, a couple days ago. I did mine no, of course, the, over day, a <laughs> the day after Halloween. Uh, we started, uh, the, the evening following Halloween, my kids and I, my wife was, uh, having dinner with a friend. Uh, so she was not a part of the first night of, uh, decorations going out. So I made sure that the kids only did one box because I was like, you gotta save it for mommy so we can all do it together. And, you know, we usually, when we do our interior decorating, we usually do it in one fell swoop and we like to do mm. a, uh, a time-lapse. I usually try to put up a camera. Of like the whole family room, which is where most of our stuff will go, and I'll do a time lapse where I start it, you know, with nothing in there, and then we put all the lights up, and by the end, it looks really awesome. But this year, we're sort of rolling it out a little slower. Um, but we we did start the day after Christmas, and it is feel it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. Do you have pictures together. that you can send me, or did you do yes. a time lapse this year? Uh, we did not do a time lapse this year because we were doing it slowly. But I. I will do a time lapse when we decorate the tree and when I put uh, the mm. tree is up. Well, the fake tree is up. This is our situation this year. I'll tell you. <laughs> tell me we, all about it. So I used to always be a real tree guy. I was like, you got to go real tree. Yep. It's the only way. Of it's course. part of the not only the smell, but the experience of going to the Christmas tree farm and like haggling over the price of the tree and, and shaking <laughs> yeah. the tree and getting my like Christmas tree gloves on. So when I go, I can reach right oh, yeah. into the branches and kind of shake it a little bit and be like, this is a good solid tree, you know? <laughs> right. And so I love that experience. And then you get your, you know, your apple cider and your hot chocolate and you kind of walk around mm. you pick a wreath. I love that whole experience. Right. But over the years, um, we, I guess it started the last time we moved back to New York City and we were living in a typical New York City apartment, which is small. We just right. we felt like we couldn't fit a real tree in the apartment. So we got a fake skinny but tall tree. It was literally listed as a skinny tree from like Home Depot. <laughs> okay. So it's still like a six and a half foot tree, but it's very narrow. So it worked perfectly while we lived in New York, but now we are back here in L.A., and our house now has a bit more space. And so when I put up this skinny tree, 
in the spot of our house that clearly is meant for the Christmas tree. It just looked way too puny. So (laughs) we've decided that we're going to put that tree in the other corner of the same room, and then we're going to get a real big fat tree for the area that we'll have. uh... So I'm back in in the real tree camp oh so you mean like a real real tree not like a, a real big fat no i mean like tree. a real real tree i'm gonna get uh i'm so jealous of you it's gonna be great i'm so jealous of it's you smells my, so good oh, I, can't wait. I know my my wife is i'm a real tree person in our first few years together when we were dating and then when we got married or engaged and married we got real trees from yeah. you know home depot every single year and then we would have them do like the fresh cut right when when, yep. you, when you get the tree and we would save those and we were making them into ornaments to hang on the tree every we did year that too. of like we every tree name, that we yeah. had. From like the little like now, chunk of the bottom? Yes. You're talking about, yeah, yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Exactly. That, that last little, you know, like half an inch or quarter of an inch that they, they totally. cut off, we would save that. And I really, really loved that tradition. And then when we, our last Christmas in our apartment before we moved into our house, we knew we were going to be moving. And so my wife's like, well, I don't want to get another real tree. Let's just get a small fake one. So we got a cheap one at Target. Right. It actually ended up being pretty good. And then when we moved into our house, we the tree, we liked it, so we used it. And we used it our first Christmas. And then our second Christmas here, my wife had seen this tree at Costco. And she's like, I have got to get this tree. You know, it's remote controlled. Yes. Not like set up remote control. But it's got like all these different settings for colored lights and white lights and blinking and rotating and and it's a beautiful tree. It it is massive. I think it's ten feet tall. Ooh. It's incredible. But Ooh. but I but I know it's it's stunning. It's That's absolutely awesome. stunning. I love it. It's it it's like the Griswold family Christmas tree, yes. but without all the sap, which is amazing. Um, but the one thing I do miss is obviously the fresh cut that we would get in that tradition we started. Yeah. But also the smell. Yeah. But I will say. If you are a fake tree person and you're missing that Christmas tree smell, I did discover a product at Lowe's last Christmas. I don't know if you've seen these, Eric. They come in like a little clear tube, and they're these green sticks, so they blend in oh, yeah. to the color of your tree. And they have little Christmas hooks, and you hang them in your tree, and they smell like a Christmas tree. And they work. They work. Yes, yeah. I've gotten these before. They're great. They totally work. Yeah. I they, do. they only last maybe like a week or two, so yeah. I would buy a few packs of them so you can keep rotating them throughout the holidays, but they're great. They are great. The other thing that we used to do when we had the fake tree, but we wanted to get that real tree smell, is go to the Christmas mm-hmm. tree farm and buy a wreath from the Christmas tree farm. Oh, yeah, there you go. So then you get that real scent of pine in your house, um, and you can hang you know, hang a wreath on the wall or on the inside of the door or whatever. So then you get a little bit of that actual uh, mm. smell, pine smell. But you're right. There's there's just nothing nothing like that real tree just goodness. It's just experience. Oh, it's so and great. I don't care about the needles on the ground. I don't either. I don't care about having to like awkwardly sort of reach my arm with a you know with like a, a pyrex you know <laughs> container trying to dump water in there that's part of christmas that's part of, like, the, that's part of the experience to me so totally. i think maybe maybe next year we'll rather than doing like the second fake tree in in the dining room area we might maybe i'll, I'll lobby to make that a real tree yeah. moving forward because i just i also want my my kids to get the experience of going and picking a tree yeah. and not just be like Oh, let's get those like six red bags down from their afters because here comes the Christmas tree again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing anyway. we do sometimes is we'll get um, small trees uh, at the Christmas tree farm and we'll put those mm. in the kids' rooms, like a tree that's literally that's like a foot and a half or two feet tall, um, and we'll put those I love in the that kids' so rooms. I'm realizing that you do Christmas on at such a massive scale, and I love it. <laughs> So much. It's like 
I knew that you were a fan of Christmas. We've talked about it a lot, but the more you reveal, I'm just like, man, maybe I need to step up my game a little bit more because Eric brings the noise. Uh, I'm as excited. As it pertains to decorations, I, I wanted to say I, I went to Lowe's again the yes. other day. I have a thing. I should get a frequent flyer card for Lowe's around the holidays because I find an excuse to go there at least once a week. Yes. They have the Christmas decorations out. And so we went the other day because I – I just wanted, I was like, let's just get an early start. Let's go buy, because every year we Love get new it. decorations. And so I went the other day, and, and it was fun because this year, you know, my daughter's three now, and she's at, of an age where she really is taking in all the decorations, and yeah. she knows who the characters are, and, and she reacts to things. And she they had this, you know, they have all these inflatables that are up on the, the top racks there right. at Lowe's. And there was this one that was this huge, like, Christmas present box that this bear would like pop out of and then he would like slowly go back down and she was flipping out over it. <laughs> Love and it. So I was like, okay, well, I wanted to get the snowman riding the sled, but I guess we're we're getting the, yes. the bear because how do I say no yeah. to my three-year-old daughter? And so I go over to the rack where it's supposed to be and they're completely out of stock and I'm scanning it. It says no. low stock at like every store in the area. You can't order it online. No. It's not available anywhere. And so I grabbed one of the associates and I said, hey, do you have any more of these? It says low stock. He goes, that's the last one up there on the shelf. Buy it. And so I said, can I have it? And he said, yeah, I'll go get the big scissor lift and I'll go up and get it. So I, I bring that up to say, uh, we've talked about this, this, Supply this shortage issues. of products. If you want Christmas decorations, I made the mistake last year where I went and sort of scouted out as I do years past. And I go, okay, I want to get that. And I'm going to get that. And I'm sort of budgeting it out. Right. and like thinking about where I'm going to put and I draw diagrams and whatever. <laughs> and, I went back last year and so much of the stuff I wanted was gone. And I think the same thing is going to happen this year. So if you know there's something you want or you need new lights or whatever it might be, get yourself to the hardware store, wherever you buy your decorations ASAP. Yeah, get them now because the last thing you want is you go and your kid's like, oh, daddy, I want the Mickey Mouse. You're like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're you're getting the Minion this year. I hate Minions. Well, sorry. Merry Christmas. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like that's a public service announcement to let people know, go buy your decorations Definitely. AP. And we should say yeah. it again, as we've said in almost every episode, because it really does bear repeating um, <laughs> that uh, if you are searching for Christmas gifts, I would, uh, uh, you know, I'm not like being silly here. You really should start ordering those things now because there are major yep. supply chain issues here. And you don't want to be facing a situation where there's nothing there. My uh, mother-in-law, who lives in Orlando, said that she went to Target the other day, and literally an entire aisle in Target of the toy section, there was not a single toy on the shelves. All, oh my it was gosh! All completely bought out. So that That's just wild. goes to show that, like, I think that people are people are thinking that and and acting on that. So you don't want to get left in the dust and and have nothing on Christmas morning. Although it's not about presents. It's about nope. being with the people that you love, but people totally. like presents. So you don't want to do like presents. Know. It's true. Uh, did you see that the the meme that was going around of like there's a big huge cargo ship out in the ocean with shipping containers on it, and there's a bunch of people sitting in small boats, and it said Black Friday this year, and it's like it's, <laughs> it's people gonna people storm on the boat the, trying to get out barge. to the shipping containers. <laughs> yeah, exactly to try to get That's their stuff. Good. I, that made me laugh, but don't, don't be one of those people this year. Um, I, I, one more thing I'd love to bring up yes. is before we jump into this episode, which is all about holiday foods and beverages, mm. is uh, yesterday 
I got up and I took myself over to Starbucks because the Christmas holiday season menu is officially happening oh boy. at Starbucks. I thought yesterday was cup day. I thought, you know, you know, when they launch it, they always yeah, give the away, like, if you buy a drink, you get the cup. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got there, and I was in line, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I shot video. Like, I put a reel that I did up, that it's up on our Instagram page. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting the pralines for my wife, and I'm going to get this drink for me. And, and then I was, like, looking around the store, and I couldn't see the stack of the nice the new plastic cups. Yeah. tumblers. That, yeah, and so I asked one of the employees, I said, uh, did you guys sell out of the cups already? She goes, oh, shipping issue. They're not actually going to be here until November 18th. No. Now. So I know. I was quite disappointed. But for all of you who thought you missed your opportunity, good news. November 18th, which you know is about a week, a week and a half from right now, is when the Christmas cups are coming. So make sure you get yourself there early in the morning to get your Christmas cup. And if you get it, take a picture of it. Tag us in it, and, and we'll, we'll share it out on our on our social media, but I'm, I'm thrilled. It's like everywhere you go right now, Christmas is happening. You know, I, I, I couldn't to, be happier about I that. I have to tell you, Danny, I, uh, you said you went to Starbucks yesterday. I did a, a fun thing yesterday. We, we took the kids. Uh, we had some Disney passes that were about to expire, so we had to use them. Uh, and so we, mm-hmm. we took the kids out of school for a family personal day. At Disneyland, of course, um, which we we felt was worth it. Uh, it's been a stressful uh, last few uh, weeks, months uh, in our family, and so we felt like it was uh, needed for the kids. But it was great. We had such an awesome Disney day. I, I got to tell you, I think I may never go to Disneyland on a weekend again after going yesterday oh, on the weekday. So, yeah. It was so much better. You know, our wait times were way down. It was like just a better experience, but we had a great time. But in regards to Christmas, the Christmas decorations are starting to appear in Disneyland. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The merch is definitely out. They have lots of cool new Disneyland merch that's holiday themed. Um, The castle is starting to have some of the snow on it and the lights and stuff. It's not fully decked out yet. I believe that they go full Christmas um, on December 16th or no, December 12th, we said. Um, so December 12th is when no, Disney... November 12th. Or, so, November yeah, yeah, 12th. Sorry, November 12th. November 12th, um, which is in only about a week. Um, they will do the full holiday switchover from, from the fall sort of Halloween decorations. Oh my gosh. But it was great. It was so awesome, and, and it was cool to see all the merch out. And even people that were at the park were starting to wear holiday-themed sweaters and stuff. So oh, I, was, yes. I was getting very excited. It made me very, very happy. I mean... It's it's going to be so great to be able to go to the Disney parks at the holidays this year because last year Disneyland the park wasn't wasn't Closed, open yeah. at the holiday season. They yeah. had Downtown Disney, which you know was sort of fun and festive, and I took my daughter to it. But there's something about walking down Main Street um, and especially at night when oh. the, the big Christmas tree is there right by the train station, the and best. and then you see the castle lit up so beautifully. The best, it's just the best, the best. It's one of the most magical places to to celebrate the holidays yeah. so uh i i can't wait um i told my wife the other day i said i know that i know that we usually go for your birthday every year and i know we just went to disney world at the end of may but i kind of feel like we got to go to disneyland at christmas a little because, disney fix because i need something to talk about on the podcast that's right it, you should be able you to know, write it, it off it's right? research can't you write it I off should, as I, business expense i don't know the new tax laws they don't let you write <laughs> off like entertainment anymore research is not a thing but <laughs> 
All right. So enough talk about anatomy and, and taxes. Let's let's get to why people <laughs> listen to our show, which is holiday related conversations, specifically our top 10 lists. What are we what are we digging into today? Eric? Well, digging in was a great little segue there, Danny, because uh, we are talking today about our personal top 10 favorite Christmas slash holiday foods slash beverages. So we're talking about what are those things that you love to eat and drink at the holiday season. They don't have to specifically be, you know, for the holiday season, but I think most of these things are closely associated with this time of year. What what is that food or drink that just makes you feel cozy Mm. and warm, makes you think of the season, makes you think of those those quiet, awesome moments, or maybe crazy moments? I don't know. I don't know your list. I don't know your life. (laughs) I'm excited to find out. Um, But, yeah, so we're going to go through our top ten favorite foods and beverages from the holiday season. Does that sound good? Uh, it sounds delicious. Yes. Ding. <laughs> Put it on the board. I love it. Um, yeah, baby. All right. Do you, uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I mean, I'll go first. Why don't I mean, you go usually first? You're, you, you lead us off, but why don't we change things Let's up a little bit? Let's change it up bit, today. This, this episode. So, coming in at number 10 on my list is something that really just connects to the holiday season in general. It obviously connects to our last few episodes, which is Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, there is no Christmas movie night, Christmas v- movie viewing experience with family and loved ones that is complete without a delicious bowl of popcorn. Ooh, and yeah. specifically for me, my wife has this like special concoction of seasoning that I almost feel like it's the KFC secret recipe at this point <laughs> in time. Because even as I was getting ready for this episode last night, we were sitting on the couch. I said, hey, babe. You know when you make that delicious popcorn, you know, we, it's, it's the normal like movie popcorn you get from Costco right. or whatever. Um, I said, but what is the seasoning that you use? She goes, I don't know. I have to think about that. She goes, Real cagey? Little onion powder. Well, I guess onion powder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess there's a little garlic salt in there. And well, of course, I've got the, you know, and she starts like, and I go, well, which one is it? She goes, well, it just depends on how I'm feeling. I go, well, which one do you use most? Like, tell me, <laughs> What's tell the me the seasoning. Ingredient? And she goes, let's talk about this later. I was like, why are you dodging me right now? Why won't you just tell me I'm your husband? (laughs) Was there anyone else there? Secret. Our our infant. Like there was nobody else (laughs) that could have been like, hmm. And it's not like we own a company where we sell this popcorn out publicly that it's if if she reveals it to the world that all of a sudden like our livelihood is gone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, But then later on in the evening. She did send me a text of the three specific uh, seasonings, and they're all from Trader Joe's, actually. We're, nice. we're Trader Joe's family. Um, and they are onion salt, garlic powder, and the 21 seasoning salute from Ooh. from Trader Joe's. Specifically, she said that it's mostly onion salt and, and garlic powder and just a small amount of the 21 uh, seasoning salute. It is Is she going to be okay? It, with you sharing this national, not nationally, internationally, internationally, now, seventy-eight you've now, countries. Yeah, you've now shared her secret recipe with seventy-eight countries, Danny. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm a horrible husband. You're in major uh, trouble. It, if somebody takes this recipe and now starts making tons of money off of it, just I don't know, send me a new Dean Martin doll or something like that. Uh, that's <laughs> that a throwback to works. our first episode. But it is delicious. It is so amazing, and and every year. She she brings it out. It's not something that she does very often throughout the rest of your. A lot of times she'll just make a bowl of popcorn and maybe throw a little bit of salt on it or or maybe a little garlic powder. But this is to me this is the season. To me it's 
sitting on the couch, you know, with all of us crammed, like eight family members just all snuggled up under blankets. Everyone's got a bowl of popcorn. And it just, it makes me think of, of the holidays, but it's also delicious. It's some of the best popcorn I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I'm just going to call it my wifey's special seasoned popcorn is is number 10 I love on my that. list. What about you, Eric? Well, I have two, before we go to mine, I have two popcorn questions for you. Okay. Number one, do you guys... Pop quiz. Yeah. Oh, yes, Danny, you're on fire today. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, okay, question number one, do you guys yeah. ever do the stringing popcorn? which is sort of a tradition that some people do with the, at Christmas where they string uh, popcorn and hang it either on the I've tree never, or in the house. I've never understood that at all. It's not something that we really if you're do. A, if you're a person who does it, if you're a family that does it, explain it to us. More power to you, but also explain it to me. Cause I don't, especially with dogs in the house. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like, Whoa, there went my camera. Uh, I've, <laughs> I feel like I'm just inviting my dogs to, to climb the tree. I already have a dog that has decided that she just gets onto the kitchen table now and eats pancakes and donuts, which yep. is a thing that's happened over the last couple of weeks. So I feel like if I put popcorn on my tree, I would just be asking. You're just asking for, for trouble. It. But I would love to hear the, the history behind that. Like, is sure. that a, is that a, is that a depression era thing? Is that a, is that a wartime thing where they didn't know. have decorations? So they're like, let's pop some corn and, 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 and string and, it. Decorate our tree with it? I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to know. I don't know. know. I'd love to know. My second popcorn question is, this uh, great popcorn that you're talking about, are we talking about like kernels into a pot with oil as mm. much as you want, or are we talking bags of like microwave popcorn? We're definitely talking bags of microwave popcorn. Uh, okay. It is specifically, let me see if I can, there's a huge box of it not far from me here in my, my garage slash studio, but I think uh, yeah, it's it's the Costco movie theater Popcorn. Okay. It comes in like right, 40, sure. 48 bags in a box or something like that. So it's quick. It's easy. Yeah. I was never, I, I remember, do you remember those like popcorn things back in the day that they, it was sort of like a miniature, like frying pan thing? The Jiffy Pop. Do you remember those? Yeah. Jiffy Pop. I, I didn't yeah, like that. I wasn't from one of those families, but I wanted to be one of those families. See, I'll tell you this. We were not a Jiffy Pop family, but my father has, has passed on this strong tradition to me. I get the actual kernels, and I basically mm. you put three or four kernels into your big pot. You put a little, like just a very basic little layer of oil. You put three okay. or four kernels in, you turn up the heat, and then you wait to watch them. And then once they pop, you know that the temperature is good. Then you dump your oh. whole like handful in, and you put, uh, I, I put usually a stick of butter in there. So as they're popping, oh, the wow. butter is like literally kind of popping into them. Um, oh and gosh. then I add a little bit of salt, and then you take it out. The big trick is you got to be shaking while it's popping. So I got like a big, mm. huge pot, like a pasta pot. And then I'm shaking it back and forth as they're popping so that nothing gets uh, stuck on the bottom for too long. And then yeah. uh, as soon as it's done popping, you got to get it out of that pan so it doesn't burn. And then you can add all the amazing seasonings and the salt and the butter and more butter and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that I like that. Sounds uh, horrible for you, but it also oh, sounds very horribly delicious. Very, very bad for you. Yeah. But so delicious. I, I might have to try that this year. I've, I've always, like I said, I've always wanted to be one of those families that's like, all right, roll out the pot and let's pop some right. popcorn. <laughs> uh, but then I'm like, I can just throw this bag in the microwave. A lot easier. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you want to get to your movie. Sure. Right? I will say that this kind of popcorn is even better the second day. So if you get like a big Tupperware and after you pop it, if you only eat like half of it and you put the rest in the Tupperware and just let it kind of marinate on itself mm. for a day. Ooh, it's so good the next day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You're tempting me. Real good. You're tempting Real good. me. All right. I'm going right. to tell you my uh, number 10 here. I'm starting with mm -hmm. one that could be uh, controversial. 
As I usually, of course you are. That's what you do. <laughs> As I usually do. Uh, I'm gonna go green bean casserole. How do you feel yes. about green bean casserole? You're in. You're in for green bean casserole. I, okay, I like this. Yeah, I am in for it. But but please elaborate on the type of green bean casserole that you like. Well, uh, the main thing that I'm looking for is really good crispy onion straws. That's my favorite part. Yes. Um, yep. uh, I like the green beans. I like the whatever else is in there, the sort of like uh, creamy <laughs> aspect. I don't make this dish. I just eat it. I consume it. I. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I know that I, my favorite part of it is the crispy onion straws. I, they're not really called onion straws, are they? They're like um, onion. You, wait, hold on a second. Are you calling them onions or onions? Onions. Un- with, a G- with a G. There's no, there's no G in the word onion. Onions. <laughs> yes, there is. Onion. There's, well, there's not a, a the letter G, but they're onions. Why would you pronounce the wait, sound of How a do G- you say it? Onion? Onion. Uh, but onion. what about the G sound? Onions. There, it, there is no second. G sound because there's no G. It's a silent G. It's a silent missing no, it's G. It's not a it's silent a... G. It's a, it's, it's a missing G that has a, a G sound. What is happening right onions. now? Onions. Wait, I have another word oh that gosh. I say like this. Wait, Hold no, on. I, I believe I'm going to look it up on Google. How? Why do people do say onions? You pronounce. See. Uh, yeah, Google. Onion. Do people pronounce? Maybe it's a Chicago thing. Onions. I I would never say. Are you ready? Onion. Yeah. All right. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. This Tell is, me. This is according to Google. This is uh, this is what it sounds like. Onion. Did you I hear mean, that? Onion. 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 What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is like. Do you remember that thing that was going around the a few years ago? Blue the, dress, uh, gold Yanni, dress. Yanni. Yanni and Laurel. Yes. Like, are you? You're telling me that when I play this sound right here. Onion. You hear a, a G sound? I do. There? I hear onion. Oh my gosh. Onion. That's mind blowing to me. Wait, okay. Here's my other question. I said onion the whole time that I did Shrek. There's a whole bit about oh ogres are gosh. like an onion. And I always said onion. <laughs> and no one ever said anything to me like you're saying the word wrong. <laughs> Wait, but you, I, ha- I have another word that they I... were all sitting backstage and they're like, what is like he a saying? Like, they're like, eh, bing. There he goes. Now, now here's the thing. Google has a really cool feature. You can do it slow. Are you ready? Okay, play it slow. Onion. <laughs> you really cannot hear the G there. But it, in the fast one. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because there's no G in onion. Okay, wait. I have another word that I say like this. Sometimes I say the word L-I-K-E. L-I-K-E. Most people would say okay. like. I yes. sometimes put an N sound in there. Blank. What? Blank? It's just a very subtle. Maybe this is a, maybe this is a Chicago I thing. I think it might be because my brother does it oh my a little gosh. bit too. Like, oh, I really like that. Hear how I said I'm gonna I have really to, like that? I'm going to have to post a poll yeah. on our, on our other Instagram do stories. Like, do you say onion or onion? It also sort of brings up the conversation around, like, do you say milk or milk? Which one do you say? I say milk. My dad, though, Mil- says Milk. milk. I'm a milk person. Yeah, my dad says milk. And he says pillow. Do you say crayons? Do you say crayons or crayons? Crayons. Crayons, me too. Yeah. 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 But 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 here's the thing. Uh there's no there's G in onion. No G and onion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is probably my favorite thing to come out of this show other than Devin Retray from the Home Alone being on our show. This is absolutely oh brilliant. This is I'm good. so glad this happened. I, I really I am in, though. 
I'm confused on if this blowing your Shrek mind. Shrek all always thought that I was saying onion wrong. If they were like, "Oh, goodness, are like onions," they're like, "What is he saying?" Maybe it's just you, a Scottish accent. Do you think you said onion like that before you played that role, and maybe because you just developed the Scottish accent, it's just carried over from that role? No, I've always said onion. Onion. <laughs> okay, good to know. Because I you know what? I, I actually i have I have a memory of watching a cooking show. When I was a kid, of it was a guy who had like kind of a white goatee beard and glasses. It was like on after um, uh, who's the lady uh, who used to cook like this and take the chicken. Oh, uh, what's her name? Why do you ask me this, uh, Julia? Julia Child. Julia. Yes, Julia Child. Child. Yeah. Um, it was like a guy after her, and he used to, and because my family used to always like reference this, <laughs> literally the word onion because he would say oh and then gosh. you got to put some onions in there put some onions and maybe was, was that's he french what, no he was like louisiana so he had a little bit of oh, a french so, yeah maybe and maybe, so maybe that's like, where oh, i want to i want to be like that guy oh my gosh yeah i'm so glad that we have discovered this <laughs> um I, I was in the process of looking up what exactly is that creamy stuff in green bean casserole but then you totally <laughs> diverted me way down With this onion onion <laughs> onion rabbit hole uh oh my gosh this is incredible this is side note uh cream of mushroom soup cream of mushroom soup that's where it is that is it it's pretty straightforward when you look up the recipe it's it's uh cooked green beans cream of mushroom soup and french uh and french fried onions there you go is is pretty much it now i have to ask you are you are you a whole green bean person or do you like the green bean casserole that's more sort of like strips of green bean in it have you ever had that version? Um, I don't think I've ever had that version. I think when I've had it, it's the whole green bean is in there. That's how I like it. See, I grew up, my mom always made it with like strips of green bean. And mm. then as I, you know, got older and went to a, like adult parties and went right. out, you know, into the world, people be like, I got the green bean casserole. And I'd be like, let me go. Why do you got whole <laughs> green beans in there? I don't want that huge crunchy <laughs> bean. I want like a nice sort of like, uh, like gummy a little strip that I can just it. sort yeah. of. Yeah, because to me, the un- the crispy onion balancing with the creaminess and then right. like the really soft nature of like those stripped green beans, like that's that's what I love about green bean sure. casserole. Sure, sure. But, uh, but don't get me wrong. I won't discriminate. If you give me a whole bean green casserole at this point, I'm into it. I'm all and, about it. And for me, the best part is the onions. <laughs> of course. I mean, it wouldn't be complete without <laughs> the Oh, my onions. gosh. That's incredible. Wow, we are, that was we are great. off to an incredible start here. <laughs> we good. were thinking we were going to go 10 through 1 on this episode, but we may only get to 6. <laughs> uh, let's, let, let's see here. Three what hours of food nine? and beverage with Eric and Danny. <laughs> uh, so, so number 9 for me is a beverage. Uh, and I okay. believe it's actually the only beverage. Yep, it's the only beverage on my list. Uh, speaking of Starbucks and them starting their Christmas beverage uh, season, this is the peppermint mocha latte at Ooh. Starbucks. I I'm not traditionally necessarily a latte person. I like black coffee. I'm not necessarily a sweets person, but there's something about that mintiness mixed with the mocha ness of it and having it in a Christmas cup. I think about ordering it, you know, maybe at the Starbucks up at the mall and sort of walking through the mall, maybe getting it at the drive through Starbucks in the morning as I'm, I'm on my way for Black Friday shopping to go to Target or Costco or wherever I'm going that day. Out to the barge. It just holds a very special place in my heart on a cool evening, you know, back when I, you know, my wife and I could go on dates and, you know, go see a movie. You'd have dinner and maybe get a coffee before you go see the movie. Sure. And, I don't know. Peppermint Mocha from Starbucks. I'm just... 
I love it. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday beverage from Starbucks? Um, here's what I'll tell you. This may shock people. I no, it's gonna be. You don't drink coffee. I hate I coffee. I uh, I do not yeah, like yeah. coffee. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like the taste of it. I don't like anything about coffee. Here's the thing. <laughs> I I don't. Um, but I I I, w- I should tell you this that I've never even had a like latte or a flavored or a caramel macchiato or like I've only the only time I I tasted coffee twice in my life once when I was like nine and once when I was like 17 both times I spit it out it was gross but I was drinking just like black coffee so I don't know okay maybe I should try the you should here's what I worry about now have you ever seen the movie kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell it's like a soccer (laughs) movie we're having a half calf Yes. Can I get like half <laughs> half decaffeinated and half with caffeine? Yeah. And but do you remember what happens to him? He like never tried oh, coffee yeah, until he was totally an adult. Addicted. And then he gets totally addicted and turns into a complete yeah. jerk because he's like addicted to coffee. So I'm there's a part oh, yeah. of me that's like, what if I become like deeply addicted to coffee if I try it? So yeah, I am not a coffee. Do you drinker. drink caffeinated tea? Um, yeah, occasionally, but here's the thing. Like, okay, I, so the caffeine wouldn't be the problem. No, I have no problem with caffeine because I actually love soda. I'm, I know it's terrible for you, but I, I love soda, but I don't drink soda like for the caffeine fix. I like mm. more the bubbles is more the enjoyment for me. Um, when I mm. wake up in the morning, I, and I know people get so angry when I say this, but when I wake up in the morning, I really am. I'm at a hundred percent. Once I sit up and my really? feet touch the ground, I'm, I'm at 100%. so angry at you for that. Most people are. It, it's like, I don't like waking up. It's not like I say that, like, oh, when I wake up, I'm like, good morning, world. You know, it's not that, <laughs> that I, you know, that I, I enjoy waking up. But once right. I sit up and my feet touch the ground, the attitude and the energy that I have mm. for the day is exactly where it's going to be. It's not going to get any higher or lower. That's just, I wake up and I'm at 100%. So I don't need What if the you wake up to... in a bad mood? Uh... It's very rare. Would that rare? be a day where coffee would be helpful? I guess. I don't I don't usually wake up in a bad mood. <laughs> I can get in a bad mood quickly, but like I don't I, I I don't really have many memories of like waking up and being like, oh, I'm grumpy. Whereas I feel like my wife, like, she's a person who's like, Don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Like I she needs her coffee in the morning. <laughs> to get going i remember when we lived in new york city and we'd like ride the subway into the city the big bad city for the day when we lived out in brooklyn and stuff and if she was like if she didn't have her coffee before we got on the subway she was like don't literally don't talk to me until (laughs) until we stop by a starbucks (laughs) because i'm not going to be brilliant so yeah i do not have a favorite coffee drink but i do enjoy going to a starbucks with my wife and my kids because Mm. my wife loves coffee and my kids love, you know, hot chocolate and apple cider and stuff. So I, I enjoy going to a Starbucks, uh, but I'm not getting a, a a coffee drink myself. That's Fair my enough. answer. Maybe this is the year we change that, though. Maybe. Maybe this is the year that we get you a peppermint mocha or uh, the what's the um, the pralines one that they have. I, I do love I do yesterday. love peppermint. So I, maybe peppermint mocha is the way for me to try. I, you know what? How, how about this? Let's do it. I'm telling you this, Danny. I am going to get a peppermint mocha coffee today. I will film yes. myself drinking it and trying it. Yes. I may spit it out, but I will try it just for you. <laughs> Please film that too. If I go crazy and turn into Will Ferrell from kicking and screaming, <laughs> it's all your fault. All right, here's my, my here's my number nine uh, thing on my list of food and beverages. I'm going number nine, cream corn, baby. Ooh, mm, cream corn. I didn't even think of that. Ooh, 
I love cream, cream corn. corn is I love, so good. It's I love so corn good. of all kinds. I love popcorn. I love uh, corn on the cob. I love cream corn. I love how. What other ways can you do corn? I love corn. You syrup. sound like Buddy the Elf right now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Candy canes, candy corn. <laughs> yes, totally. That's the one thing I do. I do not subscribe to candy corn. I am against candy corn. Uh, so yeah. if you're, since we're just past Halloween, that that should be on record that I dislike candy corn. But cream corn, uh, I just love it. There's nothing really much more to say about it. I don't have any specific memories of cream corn. I just really enjoy. Uh, a, you know, my wife makes a really good cream corn. I like it as a casserole, mm. just kind of as itself. Just a great side dish. Yeah. Cream corn, solid number nine on my list. Back to you, Danny. Well done. Back to me. Okay, let's. Mo- we should move this along a little bit because sure. I feel like if I do a dissertation on ten different food and beverage <laughs> items, we're gonna all those people in seventy eight countries are be like, yeah, that's where you lost it. Yeah. Really loved the Devin Rattray interview. Really hated where you talked about you, stuffing and green bean casserole for forty five minutes. About, you talked about cream corn. You are not Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah, you are not Jamie Oliver. You are not Gordon Ramsay. Shut up and stay in your lane. Uh, all right. So number eight for me is. Something that some people might associate with Thanksgiving, some people associate it with Christmas. I think it depends on the family that you came sure. from. Sure. Uh, and for me, personally, I feel like it doesn't show up in Christmas meals nearly as much as I would like it to. I feel like it showed up in Christmas meals a lot more when I was younger. And that is a beautiful honey-glazed ham. Oh, yeah, baby. I oh. love honey-glazed. When you get I'm that, when you. it's done right... And there's that crispy layer of the honey glaze mm. on the outside. It's just cinnamon. Sweetness. You ever put cinnamon on oh the outside of your gosh. ham? Oh my gosh! Oh, I don't good. know because I don't make it. I just eat it. Um, but I do know that like honey ham, you know, I'll cut, I'll cut myself four slices off that 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 wheel, baby. Oh and, yeah, and give it to me because I absolutely love it. I, I prefer it over turkey. That, you, know, you know, hot take. Sure, I prefer That's honey fair. ham over That's turkey. Fair. You know what ham is also great for. Uh, ham is a great leftover. If we're talking leftovers, yes. like for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I love, you know, t- you can go ham two, three, four days past as long as you're refrigerating it. Oh, yeah. And it's like great, like you're just passing by the fridge and you're like, you know what? I'm going to open this fridge up. I'm going to rip off with my hand one little strand of ham here, mm. pop that in the old mouth, and off you go. Ooh, I love ham. Or or you get some dinner rolls, mm-hmm. slice them in half. Get yourself some little ham, ham sandwich, some stuffing, Ooh. and maybe maybe even a little cream corn. Sure. Throw that on the top of there and just get the perfect mixture of all things. Holiday. Maybe a little onion. <laughs> a little, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't be complete without some onion. Onion. I bet you would. I bet you would like to have yeah, that. Oh, Danny, thank you for listening. I love it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, number eight for Eric. Number eight. I, I do have to say about your ham selection. I did not have ham on my list and i was sort of regretting that so i'm glad that you represented because i i'm a big subscriber to ham big subscriber um okay so number eight i'm gonna go uh, this is my first drink uh i got uh two drinks in a row here but number eight i'm going hot chocolate uh i like uh, i like hot chocolate i'm i am not a marshmallow guy so i don't like any marshmallows in my hot chocolate but i love hot chocolate and especially if you can find peppermint hot chocolate sometimes you'll find a place Mm. Or if you just get your hot chocolate and drop a little candy cane in there, get just a little, just a little hint of the peppermint with the chocolate. Yes. Very good drink. So hot chocolate, uh, number eight for me. 
I like it from Target or not Target. Uh, I don't know why I said Target. I was thinking Starbucks, but I was, Starbucks was in a Target is where I was picturing I it. I love getting <laughs> some packets of Swiss Miss over at Target, and that really gets me in the Christmas mood. I meant Starbucks, but uh, we should see if Starbucks can sponsor this particular episode they because totally we're name-dropping them quite a bit. But yeah, hot chocolate number eight for me on my list. Have you ever had, speaking of Disneyland and and just the holiday season, have you ever been, You, I assume you've been to Disney at the holiday season, where, yeah. where they have those like carts, those rolling carts on Main Street mm-hmm. that have like the big silver containers full of hot chocolate. Yes. And they do it into like the collectible mugs. Have you ever yes, done that? Yes, I have. I've no, I don't oh, think I've ever, so uh, I think I've gotten it for my kids, but not uh, not for myself. And we should you need talk to change about, that. I know, we should talk about the, we talked about it before briefly, but the hot chocolate song from Polar Express. So obviously hot chocolate's Mm. gotta be on the list. Gotta be. Of course, 100%. Great choice. Uh, All right, moving along to number seven. For me, this is gonna be a repeat item that you listed. I love it. It's delicious. Uh, green bean casserole, yeah. and, and I specifically made the note not the whole bean kind. Like if I had, if I had my druthers about it, if I got to choose what your recipe was going to be, if you came to my house for Christmas, I want, and I don't even know where you get that. It might be canned beans for all I know. I don't even care. Get me those soft, mushy, stripped green beans <laughs> with some delicious Campbell's mushroom soup mm-hmm. with some crispy onions on the top. And bake that baby up beautiful. What's the brand of onions? Isn't there a French's? Is it French's (laughs) onions? You know what I'm talking about? It's like a red. It's like a a rectangle box. Uh, It's kind of uh, plasticky. It's got kind of a red. I'm trying to picture it in my head. I feel like it's red. I'm I'm looking it up right now. French's right. Yeah. Well, the one I'm seeing. Well, this is on. uh, It is French's. You are right. Ding ding ding! I'm on French's website, which apparently is owned by McCormick. I know that. Uh, anyway, look at you with, look, you're like, you are the Jamie Oliver of, of the show, apparently. <laughs> I like to put those, those onion straws on, uh, on sandwiches a lot. So I thought you were going to say in my mouth, in my mouth as well. Yes. Totally. <laughs> um, awesome. I think right. that's good. Um, and we already sort of went deep. We did a deep dive in green bean casserole, so we'll move it along. Here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We um, did. <laughs> all right. My number seven, this is my uh, second drink of my list here. This is one of my favorites. I, I'm smiling just thinking about drinking this drink. It's my Look at you. favorite. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it is uh, Martinelli's apple cider. It's the mm. apple cider that you get that is like um, that looks like a champagne bottle, right? If you're ever a kid yes. and it's like New Year's Eve and they're like, all right, all the parents get champagne and the kids get apple cider, but it looks like a, a champagne bottle. That's Martinelli's. It is absolutely my favorite. I love it. I know it is meant for kids. Uh, we have bought it in our house so many times as like, oh, this will be for the kids. And then I drink it before it even gets to a kid's <laughs> lips. I, and I I always feel bad every time I do because it's such a like you have to pop the like top and it feels like a champagne bottle. And it feels like the, it should right. be an occasion to drink it. And, and it also feels like a type of drink that you should only pour like one little cup and that's like what you drink. I will drink a bottle of Martinelli's apple cider by oh my myself gosh. on a Wednesday afternoon with no problems. It is it is <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon it is, specifically. It is my favorite little drink. Uh, it's so bubbly. It gives you such like Doesn't that terrible... hurt your stomach? Oh, it totally hurts my stomach and I'll burp terribly from it, <laughs> but it is so dang good. I love Martinelli's apple cider. Absolutely. Number 7 probably could be higher on my list. Do you ever go I know they have now they have like 
flavored options of Martinelli's. Do you they ever do. go for like the the grape or the raspberry or anything? Are you just I like have, your traditional? I have tried the stra- uh, ra- or strawberry or raspberry once. It wasn't bad. Uh, I think the apple cider is just so good. Yeah. Uh, fun story about Christmas at my house last year is uh, my in-laws brought over some bottles of Martinelli's apple cider because that's what they always bring when sure. we do you know, our Christmas meal together. And they brought the traditional, but then they brought a couple of the flavored ones. And apparently one of the box, or boxes, one of the, the bottles was, I don't know, somebody thought it was funny maybe to shake it up at the store Ooh. and then put it back on the shelf because I was out in the garage, I don't know, getting chairs or something like that. And then I hear from you know inside my house, inside the kitchen, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I come in, and there is red Everywhere. apple cider on the ceiling, on the walls, all over the blinds, all over my oven. I mean, I kid you not, there are still moments I'll be in the kitchen late at night, you know, having like a, a bowl of cereal, and I'll sort of be looking around because we have white cabinets. Yeah. And I'll see just a little red dot, and I go, you got to be kidding me. And I'll, and I'll still wipe it. It's still... It's still there. That is awesome. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like the Jelly of the Month Club membership. <laughs> um, so, understandably, that... uh, Martinelli's apple cider did not make it on my list. Sure, sure. You have, you've been traumatized by it. Yeah, I mean, that is oh a drink gosh. that is already very bubbly and very, like, yep. ready to explode just in a regular bottle. So, if you gave it any extra juice, that would be uh, dangerous. Definitely. Wow. So dangerous. That's yeah. funny. Anyway. You know, uh, moving right know... along... <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you one Sorry. thing uh, that yeah. I saw in a meme the other day. I don't know why this made me think of it, but it was so funny that I, I'll share it with you now. It was one of those like, have kids, they said. And like, so it's like one of those memes that's <laughs> yep. like sort of joking about like how it's hard to be a parent or whatever. Anyways, it said, uh, have kids. And here's an example of what kids do. And this dad was saying that his son poured maple syrup down the air vent. 13 years ago oh, and he said gosh. he said 13 years later it still smells like waffles and syrup every time we turn the heat on in the house <laughs> i mean I there like, are worse things awesome. that he could have poured in there right that's true that is true i mean if i had to choose what my house was going to smell like when the heater came on i think i would prefer waffles over like gas you know yeah. what i mean yeah definitely <laughs> better than gasoline <laughs> right exactly all right, what uh, do you well, got about gasoline? Yeah. I was more just like natural gas. Oh, um, natural gas. Sure, anyway. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number six yes. for me is it's a staple. It's stuffing. I love stuffing so much. And and please, please, don't put raisins in the stuffing. Gross. Don't put sliced red apple or green apple in, in your stuffing. No. If you want to spice it up and get cute, like, Give me some sausage in that baby. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, like fry up some some pork sausage and get that grease in there. Look, nobody's nobody's coming to Christmas dinner, you know, thinking about P90X or their Peloton no. or whatever or like the calories. No. Like, I don't need fruit mixed into my stuffing. Frankly, it's distracting. I'm not that elevated when it comes to a dining experience. So, for me, it's stuffing and make it as as delicious and crispy mm-hmm. a mixture of crispy on the top with the nice soft fluffy in the middle you know what i mean yes yes stuffing is it's coming up later on my list so i'll save some of my thoughts on it till i get to it on mine okay. but I, I will say this um do you I, my brain is totally hitting a blank right now so in the south they don't call it stuffing they call it 
Dressing. Dressing. Yes. Okay. Dressing. So my wife is from the South. She's from Orlando. Mm. Uh, and so we have this debate every single Thanksgiving and Christmas where her family is like, oh, did you guys bring dressing? And I'm like, it's not dressing. It's stuffing because you put it <laughs> into a bird. It stuffs the bird. It's stuffing. Dressing is a totally yes. different thing. They also in the South, they like to do cornbread dressing or cornbread stuffing which is not really oh. my thing I, I can eat it it's n it's not as bad as like fruit or, or raisins and stuffing that's just gross but uh yeah we have this debate all the time about whether it's stuffing or dressing so if you're listening to this and you're from the south and you want to try to uh convince us that it should be called dressing you better have a good reason <laughs> and, and let us know in the dms because in our minds it's definitely stuffing great choice Danny. it is very good choice. Get this, Eric. So, so of course, the internet has everything. So I just looked up a stuffing versus dressing map of the okay. United States of what states are most likely to call it dressing and which states predominantly call it stuffing. What's interesting is obviously California, which is where I'm from, is stuffing. Yep. Illinois, which is where you're from, stuffing. Yep. What is very interesting is like the majority of the South and then sort of up into like Kentucky and it looks like uh, Ohio, uh, they are dressing but mm -hmm. there is one state in the south that apparently is stuffing and that state is florida interesting so that is interesting. you have a conversation with your wife about i that think one. i will i wonder if that has anything to do with the amount of transplants that live in florida mm. because so many people that's a good point live in Florida that previously lived in either the Midwest or the Northeast. So it's, it's yeah. possible that they have brought their uh, verbiage down there um, because definitely my wife and their family, it's a hundred percent. They call it dressing. I love that though. But then I, I look it. at like food and wines website. They have, it's even less States that call it dressing. Maybe it's maybe dressing is sort of going On its away way out. Yeah. As, as I, ho I hope not because I like that. I like the people, you know, they like when you go to the South, you know, when you get tea, it's it's sweetened tea. It's sure, sweet tea. you know, sure. I, I, that's what makes our country so interesting. Yes. Is just how I love regional little... stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, enough about stuffing and dressing. At least from now, for now. Uh, let's move <laughs> yes. on to your number six. All right, my number six. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a dessert item, a dessert item, a sort okay. of candy, if you will. I'm talking peppermint bark. Oh, mm. peppermint bark. That sounds yummy. You know what I'm talking about here. We're that talking the top yummy. layer that's got that sort of, you know, pepperminty candy cane looking white with the the red flakes in it. And then on the bottom, you got a thin layer of chocolate. Oh, my mm. gosh, it's so good. And when you put that stuff in the freezer, you, you know what my favorite part is, is you get a big block of it. You put it in the freezer. It gets super hard. And then you bring it out and you got to hit it with a hammer so you can eat it because it's so thick and it's so uh, frozen. But once you hit it with a hammer, mm. and you get all those random little tiny pieces. Oh, I love peppermint bark so much. <laughs> it's also really good, oddly, with caramel, like caramel, caramel, Ooh, caramel, caramel. Okay. I call it I call it caramel. caramel. Yeah, I call it caramel. Um, like a little piece of caramel and then like some peppermint bark. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And it's it's also definitely good. You can dip it in hot chocolate. Uh, I love peppermint bark. There was a lady named Luann Triolo who was in my town mm. growing up. She was a friend of my mom's. Um, maybe she'll listen to this. I'll let her know that I talked about her on this podcast. <laughs> but she used to make this yeah. really good peppermint bark that you could buy at like our school had a, like a little fair where the kids can buy, you know, Christmas presents and it's mostly crafts made by moms and stuff like that. Um, but right. she used to make really good caramels and really good peppermint bark that was so 
So mm. good. It always makes me think of her. So Peppermint Bark for me, number six. Your list is making it more and more clear to me that I think you would love a peppermint mocha latte at Starbucks. I think so. I'm, I'm actually, I, can I be honest with you? I'm getting a little excited to try it, and I think my wife is going to be really excited if I get into coffee. <laughs> and she'll be like, Danny, you doing this <laughs> Christmas podcast I thought was a horrible idea, but it turned out to be the best idea that ever happened ever, in my ever. husband's life because now he drinks coffee. <laughs> but I also might oh, totally it. hate it, and it might be totally gross in my mouth. I don't know. We'll see. Well, there's only one way to find out. That's you right. bringing up peppermint bark makes me curious. Have you heard of Christmas crack? Have you ever heard of that? No. What is this? So I, you know, was I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any Christmas food items that I've loved over the years, sure. or you know, I didn't want to go to the standard. So I was just looking up like top fifty, you know, holiday food items, and I sure. found this item that apparently has become very popular, and maybe it's been around longer than I realize. It's called Christmas crack, and it's called crack because the base of it is a saltine cracker. Okay, um, and there are so many recipes for it online where you can do chocolate over the top there's like peppermint bark style uh people will do roasted nuts fudge and all that uh, is just on top of a a, like a saltine cracker yeah and then you bake it oh baking it so you get like the 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 saltiness of the the saltine with sort of the the savory of the chocolate or potentially peanut butter or whatever sweet that you're sort of throwing on top of it so i've never had it before but i feel like this is something and and maybe because now neither one of us have tried it we need to each take the time to go find it somewhere so. and, and come back and give our review yes we definitely need to do that because that actually sounds pretty good i would definitely be willing to try doesn't that. it yeah that sounds really good done happening anyway moving right Top along five, to baby. number five Top we are five. humming along i think we're going to make it through 10 in this I think episode we can do this it. is thrilling i think we can do it i believe in us just stick with us listener if you've come this <laughs> far you're probably about 45 minutes in at this point or something we promise we'll make it worth we'll, your while yes we will um, and if we don't we'll send you some christmas crack uh so, <laughs> so number five for me is is something that you know i was thinking about my list and i am very much a traditionalist when it comes to holiday food whether that's thanksgiving whether that is uh, Christmas. I'm sure you've gathered that by the fact that I'm like, don't throw apples and stuff in the stuffing. And I want things that feel traditional to me. Yep. Uh, but when my wife and I got together, my wife, first of all, is an incredible cook. She, I will come out and say, 99% of the meals that happen in this house uh, are made by her hands. And, and thank God, because she's incredible. Um, and she has a tradition that she had been doing for a long time of making a specific dish for Christmas dinner. And when she told me about this dish, I was like, that's not, that's not Christmas <laughs> dinner. There's no Turkey. There's no ham. There's no, all these other things I love, but we, she made it one year and it is her signature lasagna dish. Ooh. And she makes this all by hand. She does. She makes her own bechamel. So she doesn't use ricotta or ricotta, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Sure. She does her own. She makes her own bechamel cheese. And it takes her a couple days to sort of prepare all of this. And our house for that two-day period just smells so ridiculously delicious. Yeah. And yummy. And then it goes in the oven, you know, in the middle of the day on Christmas after, you know, my family has come over and it just it fills the house full of this delicious aroma. And it's it's become, you know, in a fun way, it's sort of become like our tradition now that every year on Christmas night, we have my wife's lasagna and and that's life, right? Like you love you, that you, you become that new that new generation. You start new traditions. Yeah. And, um, 
as much as I love all the other items, getting to gather around and have the lasagna every year is something I look forward to. So that's number five, uh, the wifey's lasagna. I do love traditions. You know, we have a tradition in our house that we always have chili on Halloween night. We always, my wife makes really good chili and she makes it not a lot, but you know, a fair amount. But we always, every single Halloween night before we go out trick or treating, we always have my wife's chili. Very similar to that. Mm. Um, All right. So my number five is the old standby gobble, gobble, baby, turkey time. I (laughs) love turkey. I love to make the turkey. Uh, And so we do turkey, obviously, on Thanksgiving, obviously on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, And then I usually will find an excuse to have turkey at least one other time between Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. Because Mm. I love to make turkey. I love the... um, the ritual of like paying attention to it all day long and basting it. And I love, you know, over the years as I found little tricks that I like to do, you know, we have a tradition in our house that I got from my dad who uh, we always do the turkey dance every Thanksgiving morning. And we do it when we have it on <laughs> thing, uh, on Christmas as well. Oh, that's awesome. Where we take the turkey out and I hold it by its two, its two legs or its wings, I guess. And I hold it over the sink and I kind of go, eh, gobble, 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 gobble. And the kids come in and they laugh and they laugh. And there was a great moment. I'll find it. We'll post this video on our socials. A few years ago we were it was thanksgiving day and we were making turkey and as i was doing the turkey dance i had missed the 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 gizzard or the innards that are sort of in the in the turkey and i didn't realize that there was one bag still in there so as i was doing the turkey dance that like fell out of it (laughs) very sort of like as if it had pooped itself or something it was very funny the kids laughed so hard oh my god they thought it was so funny um so i love that i love seasoning the turkey and i always put way more seasoning than people think is right like whenever people come over and they see me making it they're like that's a lot of seasoning and i'm like trust me (laughs) you're gonna love it because you got to over season and then it it all bakes in once you're adding the butter on the top some of it you get losing it you know cuz it's getting draw you know mm. kind of drawn off by the yeah. butter i also found a great tip for turkey this you can use this tip for thanksgiving and christmas take your turkey okay put it upside down right so we all think of how the turkey uh, looks when it's yeah. on the platter right for the if you're going to cook the turkey for let's say 6 hours for the first 3 hours cook it with the bottom side up. And so then that whole Mm. bottom half of the turkey will actually be edible and delicious and seasoned and cooked properly. And then at the like halfway point, it's a little, it's tricky to do. You got to get some gloves and it's going to be wet and hot and it's going to be covered with butter and seasoning and stuff. So it's messy, but you then go in halfway through and you flip that bad boy into the regular way that you are sort of, known that turkey should normally look and then you cook it that way for the second half and then you get a full turkey experience you're not just cooking that top layer then the last tip that (laughs) the last tip that i'll give is um a little bourbon is very good but when you can uh put that on the top when you get your butter Mm. melt your butter and if you can get like a, a whether it's with the baster or a syringe Put that, um, I call it the armpit of the turkey, sort of right and under where okay. that the wing goes. Take your baster and literally pop it right through the skin into the, the meat of the turkey and just pour mm. like a, a, 
a stick of butter into that, and it will just oh sort of gosh. get under the the skin of the turkey, and it gets into the actual meat. So when you cut it open, it's so moist and and juicy and buttery and really really good. So I love turkey. <laughs> this was all the things oh that I love about turkey. Uh, turkey number my five. Mouth on my mouth is watering over yeah. here. Oh my gosh! I'm like oh, maybe I don't want lasagna uh, <laughs> this year. So, honey, no. New tradition. <laughs> that, that not go over. Eric's there. coming over. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Eric's coming over. Eric's cooking Christmas dinner from now on. Actually, with a newborn it. at home, she might appreciate yeah. that. Uh, amazing. I'm so glad that turkey represented. Uh, number four for me on my list is is a breakfast item Ooh. that every year was a part of Christmas morning at, at my dad's house, at my birth father's house. And it was something that I honestly, you know, I haven't seen... I have never seen this item anywhere else in the world other than when my, my stepmom would make it. Okay. And it is specifically uh, stuffed French toast, uh, and it's stuffed with cream cheese. Ooh. Uh, so it's basically just like French toast yeah. that is is like cut up into pieces. Like the bread is cut up into pieces. Like you make the French toast, but then you cut it up into pieces, put it in a casserole dish, and mix in cream cheese. Ooh. So you've got this melted cream cheese all mixed through this French toast casserole that then you just dish up a huge spoonful and just cover it with syrup. It is incredible. I miss it so much. I couldn't tell you the last time that, that I had it, but as I was putting together this list, I was just thinking about, you know, Christmas morning and all these things. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, stuffed French toast. I haven't had that in forever. And now it like sent me down this rabbit hole of like looking up recipes. So I think I may need to to delve into it and try to come up with my own version yeah. of it this year for Christmas because it's just so delicious. If you find a recipe that you like, will you send that to me? Because that sounds actually pretty good. I'd like to try that with my family. I think they'd like that. Yeah, and I think you do it with like a like sourdough bread oh, my rather than like your traditional oh, that so sort good. of you know white bread from the store because it gets those big like crusty edge corners yep, yep. that get real crispy and then and then the bread inside is so super fluffy and that's got the creaminess of the cream cheese so you get like the the crunchy of the top with because uh, I'm a texture yep. person I love when there's a mixture of crunch yes. with soft yes, totally. I just I, I love it I'm I'm a geek for it so. Anyway, uh, I will look up that recipe, and as soon as I find it, I'll, I'll share it on our on our social media channels as well, so that way anyone yeah. who wants to try it out as well, you'll be able to find it. Would you call uh, it stuffed French what toast? That's what I think it's called. I That's what immediately popped to mind, and I Googled it, and immediately like, I saw stuff that sort of looked All like right. it. So I, I think I think that's what it is. Now, you could stuff it with fruit. You could stuff it with whatever you want, but the version that I had throughout my Cream childhood cheese. was just Philadelphia Ooh. The bl- you'd get like yeah. the big, you know, the one that comes in the cardboard yeah. box, the block, yeah. and you just cut that up and you just lace it in there, baby, and you just, you just pack it that on, sounds, pack it on. That your sounds really good. I love that. I want to try that. <laughs> All right, number four yep. for me. Oh, this is. Oh man, I'm getting so. I've, I'm so happy to talk about this because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, this is a candy. This is called Mint Meltaways. It's by a company called Fannie Mae, not the mortgage broker. There is a a Chicago uh, chocolatier candy company, I suppose, uh, called Fannie Mae. Um, They have locations all around the Chicagoland area. Uh, They may be a a national company now. I really have no idea, but I do know this. I know that you can order what I'm talking about right now on Amazon because I've done it, and I'm going to do it as soon as we get done with this podcast because I need some for the Christmas season. Mint Meltaways. Come in a little uh, in a little box, you know, like a long box. You got probably they're they're really yeah. bite sized. They're like the size of your 
the you, your thumbnail essentially. They're very small. Um, they're little square candies that are chocolate on the inside and then mint on the outside. They taste very similar to like an Andes mint, uh, after dinner mint, if you will. But you get some of those, put them in the fridge or the freezer. Oh my God, they're so good. Uh, they also, there is a thing that my mom got when I was a kid and we, me and my brother have talked about this for years. Like, Oh, if we could just taste this again, they, there was a thing called market day that we used to have at our school. That was basically like a way that you could order groceries like through the school. I don't know what it was, but it was a thing that we got a lot of our food from when we were kids. And uh, they had this mint meltaway cake where it was essentially like little bite-sized, individually wrapped slices of cake that tasted like this mint meltaway. Oh, my God. As you can tell, oh I gosh. love peppermint, and mint is one of my favorite flavors. Mint meltaways, Fannie Mae, go on Amazon, order yourself a box. You will thank me later. I promise you. They are spectacular, and they're a great gift. <laughs> if you're looking for like a gift to bring to like a, a, a Christmas party or something, and you want just a simple, they they come in a very nice sort of festive box. Order a couple boxes on uh, Amazon, and then you can give one uh, to the people that you go to their house for 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 Christmas parties. Mint meltaways. Oh I think May. I've had them. Yeah, I I, I reckon I was looking them up, you know, on online while you were talking about yeah. them, and I swear that think i've seen these things i don't know if somebody brought them to a christmas party i was at one year but i feel like i've seen them in like you know how you go to a christmas party and there'll be those little glass nice bowls that only come out once a yes. year and they've got you know peanut m&ms yep. and mixed nuts and and then i feel like they're i've seen these little chocolates in there before and they are uh, scrumptious and you bringing this up is making me think of did you have you heard or have you tried the little Debbie Christmas tree cakes ice cream that just came out no, this year that but is now you exclusively sent me available a at Walmart. picture of this, and I must try this because it sounds spectacular. Right? I don't know if I've ever even had a Christmas tree cake. I definitely have, and they're my very life good. Or, 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 yeah, okay, well, I've never had one, um, but looking at it, I think that looks really delicious. And if it's an ice cream form, I feel like it's probably even more delicious. So you and I have a lot. We need a tasting to, to dig into episode. over yeah. the next week. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be good. Nothing, nothing more fun than listening to two grown men chewing into a microphone. <laughs> that really, really causes the ratings that, to explode. Get, that'll the get roof. the downloads going. <laughs> nothing like a morning drive with the kids in the back. <laughs> oh no. I love ice cream. Uh, this is delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good idea, Danny. <laughs> Why are you listening? <laughs> and that's when our show just <laughs> fell apart. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, I think that's a great choice. There's so many sweets on, on our list, which is so funny because I'm traditionally not a sweets person. And, and as I'm looking ahead to my number three, I realize I've got another sweet item All on right. here. And that is Reese's Peanut Butter Christmas Trees. Okay, you know how I had to Reese's follow you there. My brain had to go butter, there. Yeah, so like not the eggs, but the trees. Not the eggs, but the trees. There, I love Reese's peanut butter yes. cups. But I'll be I'll be honest. Like the, my biggest gripe with Reese's peanut butter cups is there's way too much chocolate and not enough peanut sure. butter inside yeah. your normal one that you get. Right? It's it's a little too thin. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is one of my favorite flavors in the world. But what they do right with the eggs, obviously, at Easter and then at, at Christmas time with the trees and they've got like the they're like in a different wrapper, you know, and, yeah. I, and I love that. There is there is just so much fluffy Reese's peanut butter goodness mm. inside. The ratios are better that I'm the ratio is so much. It's like yeah. why 
Once you discover double stuffed Oreos, why do you even make regular <laughs> Oreos anymore? It's just that should be an Oreo Absolutely. from now on. I, I follow and, your and logic. And that's how completely. I feel about Reese's. You know, like clearly we we're here for the peanut. You call them peanut butter cups. You don't call them Reese's chocolate, chocolate cups, cups with a little bit of peanut butter right. inside. No, give us more peanut butter. Thank you for doing it at the holidays. We appreciate that. But let's get it all year round. Year round. Um, I agree. Anyway, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Pack my stocking full of it, and I'll be and I'll be a happy. Happy camper. Do you eat them cold or room temperature? That's a great question. I don't discriminate. Okay. I will eat them either way. I think I think I prefer them at room temperature. Okay. Because that they're the the peanut butter is just a, a bit fluffier. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When it hasn't been chilled. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not. I've never necessarily been one of those people. You know, I feel like you're either in the I love to put my candy bars in the freezer. Yeah. Or I don't like putting my candy bars in the freezer. There, there's really. There are very many people who are like, I like to do both. Um, it's sort of like when you get, you know, the peppermint patties uh, from, is that what they're called? York peppermint from patties? From the Girl Scouts. Oh, a mint. Uh, uh, no, not the, uh, uh, Thin uh, mints. A mint, thin mints. Mint, yeah. Thin mints. Yep. Like, there are people who are like, they must, oh, those they immediately must go in the, in the freezer, freezer the second they go they home. They must be yeah. in the freezer. But there's some people. Oh, is that how oh, you feel? absolutely. 100%. Oh, my gosh. You're going to love a peppermint mocha. <laughs> The more and more you know know about me, um, yes, because I I would say I love Reese's peanut butter cups and trees and eggs as well. But for me, it's much more about having them cold in in the fridge or freezer. Okay, uh, I I you know it's funny I I like chocolate. I'm not somebody who craves chocolate, and I would almost Same. I would almost always choose cold chocolate over room temperature or warm chocolate for me. Oh, so interesting. Then I think you need to get an iced. Our, Peppermint Iced mocha. peppermint mocha. All right. That's what I'm going to try. All right. Uh, here's my number three. This is one that we have talked about before, but uh, I said I would stay save okay. some of the uh, my thoughts on it till now. Uh, good old stuffing. Okay. Golly, I love stuffing. Oh. I love uh, making oh. it. I love putting it in the bird. I love how messy my hands get when I'm making it. Um, I love – I also have a tradition with my mom and dad. Uh, that every single Thanksgiving uh, morning, as well as when we make it for Christmas Day, I I always call my parents, and even though I know what the recipe is, I call them and I say, "Hey, mom, how do we make this stuffing?" Because uh, <laughs> and she always laughs and she gets out her recipe book and she reminds me, and oh, I think awesome. it's like now it's like a thing that it's like a bit that we do every year, and I think it's kind of nice because it just lets them know that like I may be. A forty-year-old man, but I still need my mom and dad. You know, I think they like that. So, oh, that's so. So cute. I, I love, love stuffing. I love. I usually when I make it, I get the Pepperidge Farm bag of uh, you know stuffing cubes. <clears throat> I get Jimmy Dean sausage, sage flavored sausage. Uh, cook that up. Okay. And then, we're, then we're putting in the celery. We're putting in the carrots, the onions. Um, you know, we're putting oh, in <laughs> all all the good stuff. Um, and then uh, I, I usually fill the bird with uh, in the front, fill the bird in the back, and then I usually make at least one more plate outside of the bird just so we have lots of stuffing. Because uh, stuffing, again, have to, yeah. is one of those things that's so good in the, uh, in the leftover stage. So it's great on the day of, oh, yeah. but I love to get a bowl, and I just fill the whole bottom of the bowl with stuffing, and then I put some ham and some turkey and some green bean casserole in there and then pop that in the microwave and mwah! So mm. good and the next day. Oh, so good. Oh so my stuffing. Gosh, I'm hungry. Definitely, uh, de- definitely number top three. Uh, number three for me. I love stuffing at Christmas time. It's so good. So so good. I, it's a fantastic choice. You can't go wrong with stuffing. 
moving right along, this is another sweet item. I don't know what. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with me. I always tell people like when it's someone's birthday or whatever, they're like, "Hey, you want a slice of cake?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not really a sweets person." Maybe and then you I look are. at my list, and it's like honey, ham, peppermint, <laughs> mocha. Uh, what else do I have on here? A cream cheese stuffed French toast, Reese's peanut butter, Christmas trees. Yeah. And then at number two, I have something that one. It's this is one of my favorite food items. Whenever like we would go to a donut shop or whatever, when I was a kid, I never got a donut. I would always get one of these. And my mom, every year on Christmas morning. Whether it was when I lived there or when I moved out and, you know, would come back home for Christmas, this was, this is the item that my mom makes every Christmas morning. And it is, it's my mom's uh, Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. Um, I could, I, I can picture the exact dish that she, you know, pulls them out and forms them in and then they grow to like fill the entire <laughs> yeah. dish and they sort of like meld into each yes. other. And then you keep like the glaze outside of it, the little pouch of yeah. glaze, and then you, you put it over the top. I, I love cinnamon. I love cinnamon rolls. And there's just something so beautiful and nostalgic about like waking up on Christmas morning and, and smelling you, that. The first thing you would smell yeah. in the house is like, like that smells like Christmas yeah. to me is, is the smell of cinnamon rolls. And so it, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, my mom wasn't necessarily like a big, you know, chef necessarily growing up, but there were those specific items that when I think of, you know, like food that I ate a lot growing up. It's it's these it's these items that my mom yeah. made. It was her burritos. It was her uh, chicken squares, which she did. Her spaghetti. Like my mom had these specific dishes. Uh, chicken pot pie she would do, and then Christmas Christmas morning she would always do these Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, and I love them. They will always have a, a very special place in my heart and a special place um, in my memory. So thank you, mom, for getting up a little early every morning and 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 making our our Christmas morning even sweeter. That's really sweet. I love that. And you know, that was an ode to my mom. I like that. I like that. That's good. Moms are important on 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 Christmas. Uh, you know, it's funny. My wife oh, yeah. makes those every Christmas morning as well for our kids, and they love them. I myself okay. am not a big uh, like cinnamon roll guy. I don't. I'll, I'm not like anti cinnamon roll. I'll eat one, but I uh, I usually let the the kids eat most of them because they're really digging them. Um, but yeah, cinnamon rolls. And my wife also makes orange rolls which are similar. They're like, they're, uh, they have more of an orangey thing, but they still have the glaze and cinnamon and stuff. So, but do they taste citrusy? I think a little bit. I usually don't eat them too much, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's I'm not a citrus dessert person, yeah. like lemon cakes and lime, yeah. whatever lemon meringue yeah, and stuff like that. I'm not into it. I think it's, a, nope. I think it's a no Southern thanks. thing from, from where she grew up. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Fair my enough. number two, I'm going sugar Christmas cookies. Your classic Christmas Ooh. cookies. Obviously, they taste great, but a, a big part of this is going to be in the preparation and all that goes into that. And the I just love when we do Christmas cookie night where it's rolling out the dough and there's flour all over the table and the cookie cutters are out. And, you know, when then you make them and some of them burn a little bit and you got to throw those on the, you know, to the dog or in the trash or whatever. And, you know, and then getting <laughs> yeah. all the frosting and, you know, some people like to just do one, you know, pick the red or yellow or, or white or whatever or green and just like do the whole cookie. Some people like to try to like do half the cookie red and then a little stripe of white and a little more red. I love to do all that. I love to put the sprinkles on. But my favorite part of sugar Christmas cookies are the little red cinnamon dots. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Those little kind of spicy ah. cinnamon dots. I don't know what okay. they. Okay, yeah. Uh, they, I'm yeah. sure they have an actual title. They're not cinnamon dots, but they're. You know what I'm talking about? Those little red, cinnamony things that they come in like a little bottle, about yay big, uh, and those are my favorite thing. And I love to just load up every cookie that I make with a ton of those, and then I just try to eat all of those once uh, the. The cookies are, are free for everybody to dig into. I love I love sugar cookies, yep. but I especially love the little cinnamon dots. That's my favorite part. Mm. Which is so funny because you don't like cinnamon rolls. I wonder what's up yeah, with that. I think um, – I don't know. I, I wish I had a reason. It's a different it's kind a different of cinnamon. It's a different kind of cinnamon. Cinnamon I, candies are much more spicy. I yes, like. yes. I, I would agree. I feel like the cinnamon of a cinnamon roll feels like warm and gooey. But I like more the like hot mm. spicy of cinnamon, which is interesting also because I'm not a, a spicy person. I don't like putting hot sauce on foods and stuff like that. But I like those little cinnamon dots. I don't know. My palate is a, so a, a mess. It's sort of like your taste in uh, Christmas music. It's a little <laughs> it's bit sad. of happy. It's a little bit of sad. It's spicy and sweet. You like you know that's, that's how you are with your food apparently. Exactly. Too. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, do you have like a favorite shape that you love to make your Christmas cookie? Like, are you a, I want a gingerbread man one or a Christmas tree one? Or um, you just, I like you the Christmas care? tree ones are probably my favorite. Cause especially cause they lend themselves okay. to the little cinnamon dots because you can put them like their ornaments. So I can, oh, I have an excuse to put smart. even more on the, that particular cookie. So I like the trees best is my favorite. That's a great point. Yeah. Love it. This is a big moment. Eric. We've made it. We have made it to Bring in the drummer our boy. number one choices. Drummer boy. And and I drummer boy, come drummer, on in. Is he, is he is he back? He's back. He's back. He's ready to he go. He didn't quit. He's ready to go. All right, give him. It's a, tough to get work. Give right him now, a drum so roll, he's, drummer he's boy. We're at we're at number one. What you got, Danny? Ooh, number one for me is one of my favorite items at the holiday season. It's one of my favorite side items when I go to a restaurant, like a barbecue restaurant or a steakhouse, and that is mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, I love mashed. Potatoes and specifically, I came across a recipe a few years ago because I realized that you know I was getting a little bit older. You know, I was showing up to you know these family occasions, and I was like, I brought beverages. You know, I brought a bottle of wine or some sodas or some rolls or whatever. I was like, no, I want to, I want to cook something. And I was like, well, I love mashed potatoes, and I don't like boxed mashed potatoes. I want to, I want to do it from the whole spud. And so I found this recipe that uh, has. It's become a repeat thing that I cook up every year. Sometimes it's Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, but it specifically calls for you to quarter all of the, the potatoes before you put them in to boil them. And then after you boil them, you put them onto a baking mm. sheet. And then you put them into the oven because oh. what it does is I guess it, it removes uh, the element of the spud that uh, it may, essentially makes them fluffier is wow. what happens. And then, you know, I mix them I, 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 and, and I rice them rather than like beating them or like sort of, you know, mix them like a, you know, like a fork right. or whatever. I'll, I'll rice them. What does that mean to into rice the pot. them? Uh, have you ever seen like a ricer where it's that device is sort of has like two handles and you sort of put the item in and then you squeeze it? Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, like that Play-Doh sure. thing where like yeah. the Play-Doh sort of like, you know, like spaghetti yeah. sort of comes through. So it's essentially rice. You can rice cauliflower if you boil it so it it essentially sort of mashes it essentially okay um and so what i'll do is then i'll mix in uh like uh i do heavy whipping cream Mm -hmm. i do butter i do garlic uh salt 
which is so, so delicious. And I mix all of that together and they are just the fluffiest, creamiest, uh, but not like, but they're also chunky, which is nice too. Like I don't like mashed potatoes that are really... Uh, creamy. I don't like them to be too creamy. Sure. I, I like to. I like to feel a little bit of the potato in sure. there. Sure, you like to see that where and it's coming from. Exactly, and this has that perfect balance of just a little bit of the the mushiness of a, a boiled potato with the creaminess, with the garlic, with the the heavy whipping cream. It's horrible for you. Uh, oh, and cream cheese. I mix in cream cheese, Ooh. too. Um, it's absolutely delicious. I, I'll, I'll try to dig up the recipe and, and put it on our Instagram. And I think we should do that for a bunch of these yes. items that we've talked about today. Like like your your stuffing recipe, I feel like we should, sure. we should share that yes, with, we can do with that. our listeners. But, yeah, number one for me is mashed potatoes. Um, I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I'll eat it all day Tell long. me this. How, uh, how important is the gravy to this experience for you? Are, could you eat mashed potatoes with just butter or even plain, or is the gravy integral to uh, to what you're talking about here? To me, I think about mashed potatoes and gravy as some people might think about like a good steak and some au jus. Uh, is the potatoes should be able to stand on their sure. own? Sure, you shouldn't need gravy for the potato to be great. For me, I'm. I like gravy, but I'm not a huge gravy person. Like I would much rather actually put gravy on my stuffing sure, yeah, yeah. than on my mashed potatoes. What I will tell you that I love to do when it comes to mashed potatoes, and this goes back to one of the items that you shared earlier on, is I love mixing corn yeah. in with my mashed potatoes. Like when I'm dishing my plate for Christmas dinner, I strategically put that those mashed potatoes and that corn next yes. to each other because I'm like, let's just let's just have a party. Let's just all get along. Why, why lie to ourselves? We know so you're getting together. together in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's like a romantic comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know they're going to get together in the end. We can have the song oh, and dance, brilliant. but you know where it's going to end up. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So let's put you two together, a little sweet, a little savory, a little bit of that crunch of the corn mixed with Ooh, the softness of the potato. It's so good. Uh, I love it. Uh, gravy, I could go either way on it. Um, I think I'm definitely a turkey gravy over beef gravy yeah. person, though. I will tell you I, that. I do like to make the gravy out of all of the juices that come out of the end of the mm. cooking. It's very, very good gravy. So good. I love that. I, so I think your list is strong, respectable, and delicious. Thank you, sir. And I'm excited mm. to try that stuffed uh, uh, that's the, French that's toast. That's the title that of my really autobiography. <laughs> what did I say? Strong, respectable, strong, and delicious. Strong, respectable, and delicious. That should be the title of this the episode. Danny Jordan story. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I just was saying that's the title of my autobiography. Oh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, so we're we're to the end here. This is my uh, number one, and then we'll be done. Uh, my, oh my number gosh. one is a drink. Uh, I'm going to go apple cider. I love wow. apple cider. So I know we said I had Martinelli's earlier as, like, bubbly apple cider, but this is just straight-up okay. apple cider. Apple juice, apple cider, it's all hot. the same to me. Yes, hot, but let's talk about temperature. I am not... <laughs> Uh, my wife Please. likes to say that I have like a little baby mouth because I cannot deal with hot <laughs> temperature uh, liquids in oh my mouth. My I just can't do it. Even when I have like hot tea, I, I like it, people will be like, hey, this has been sitting out for like 20 minutes. It's totally cooled down. And I'm like, oh, great, great. And I'll put it up to my lips and I'm like, ah, oh my God, God, 
it's so hot. It's so hot. Like I, can't, I cannot deal oh with any temperature of like over like two degrees over room temperature. It is so embarrassing, but I just cannot deal with it. So I love warm apple cider not hot apple cider i like warm apple cider when i get apple cider at starbucks you'll appreciate this i go and i say hey can i get a a grande apple cider sometimes i get it with caramel or whatever but however i get it i'll say can you do it uh kid temperature because that's how they (laughs) they know that it's like not to burn a child and so they'll (laughs) they'll think that i'm ordering it for my kids but then uh or uh, if i'm there by myself the they they never not once have they just said my name like Eric or Eric Apple Cider. They always go, Eric Apple Cider, kid temperature. And they like say it really loud. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you don't have to broadcast it to the whole store that I have a delicate mouth. I'm sorry. I don't oh deal well gosh. with the hot temperatures. So I love apple cider, but oh it, it has to be warm. And if they make it hot, then I just start dumping the ice cubes in to try to make it palatable because i just cannot deal with the the hot temperatures but i love apple cider it makes me think of doing all those things at christmas i i love walking around a mall with an apple cider i love sitting at a fire an outdoor fire with an apple cider i love doing you know christmas tree picking putting up decorations Mm -hmm. all these things i want a nice warm reasonably temperatured apple cider in my hand <laughs> to experience all those things uh, so that's our list folks that's how you we should did order it. it now that's how you should order it now at starbucks uh, can i get a reasonably temperature reasonably temperature uh, apple cider? They're like they're like oh you mean kid temperature <laughs> like, yeah okay yeah that's what uh, I meant. that's what i meant yeah that's what i meant oh gosh we made it eric we did it we got it all in one episode i love it sorry folks if this was a little bit longer so we, proud of us. We, we fit both top 10 lists into our into this episode we thank you so much for listening uh yet again please yes. tell your friends uh you know post about us and uh please uh rate and review our podcast hopefully you're enjoying what, you, what we're doing if you have any uh suggestions of what you'd like to hear us talk about or any questions for us please shoot those over to us um uh, i'll have danny say all of our uh, social media handles uh, so you can know where to find us yeah we are on instagram tiktok and facebook at christmas countdown show you can also search christmas countdown show on patreon if you want to be one of our patrons and and help support us and and all the christmas cheer that we are spreading this season we've got some fun rewards over there if you want to get some exclusive access to some content be a close friend of ours on instagram that's the place to do that uh, you can also follow us on twitter at xmas pod we share a ton of content out there we love connecting with you all if you feel like there was anything we missed or our lists were yeah. way off uh please head over to our social media channels let us know we'll also be putting up slides uh in the coming days that will reveal both eric and my top 10 list and then we we've been doing this thing when we post our list that we'll do a blank slide so that way you can add in what your top 10 is if you want to post pictures great if you just want to do text great but please you know screenshot those tag us in it so we can share it out we, we love hearing uh what you all think again that we really think of this as being a, a community of fellow christmas lovers and we're so grateful to be on this journey with all of you uh we'll be back in a few days with another episode and uh we'll be spreading christmas cheer until then we just love connecting with all of you so much uh this community that, that is starting to build around this show really warms our heart and like we say every episode merry christmas And happy holidays. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See you guys.